Hello and welcome to Maine Education Matters with Matt and Matt. My name is Matt. You know something? I'm Matt too. Nice. Thank you. At least we got the title right, unlike some of these other bills. And it's all downhill from here. <laughs> so we're today we're going to review some testimony from all kinds of bills that have happened in the middle of May. They are on an expedited uh, course now. They are just speeding along and they will not stop until everything is heard or carried over. <laughs> a lot of the second one. Right. There's going to be a lot of carried over because they're sitting there going, we have like 70 bills left uh, and no time. We're going to start today by reviewing the public hearings that happened on May the 10th. Yeah, it was a Friday. We've done so many of these. I'm like having to look at the spreadsheet to remember what day we're on. I know. it's It, it, it all kind of gets lumped into one big thing at some point. So we're doing the same thing today with we're reviewing about a dozen bills or so. So right. let's start with this one. It's LD 1382, which was an act or is an act to establish computer science courses and content in K to 12 schools. Right. And uh, before we begin, I'd like to say this about this bill. I'm a, I'm a big fan of this. I, and, I, and I hope it goes through that said, as I said in our previews, I'm not sure it goes anywhere. And the vote on this one was a divided report. It's, a, so. it's been a divided report. I don't know which way it went, though, because I didn't actually get to listen to this one because yep. of what's that thing called? Oh, yeah, work. What? Because um, yeah, sometimes okay. us administrators do work. We don't just sit in our, in our uh, offices and watch Netflix all day. That's a general Monday through Thursday thing. But, exactly. Fridays but, are set aside for work. Right, right, right. But on so on, on Fridays, we actually work. Yes. Yeah. So, um, I, but there's a, been a, there's a lot of testimony about this. Yeah. 32. That's a lot. 32 pieces of testimony in there. Um, quite a bit. And I would say this, overwhelmingly, the, the, the sense was, yeah, we need this. This is a good thing. Yep. Of course, a lot of the testimony came from people who teach computer science. It came from businesses who are looking for people who can do computer science. Mm-hmm. And people like the main math and science folks who say, well, yeah, this is our kind of our thing. So yep. computer science is important to us. So, but I... I as as I've said before, and I believe very firmly, computer science is no longer a frivolity. It should no longer be this extraneous or um, elective thing that schools do. It should be an integrated and embedded part of everything because everything that we have going forward for our students with any kind of career or post-secondary opportunities are going to be involved in some kind of um, computer science realm or STEM realm, and this needs to be a part of it. But what do you think the... The divider report, some of this is going to be against it because it's mandating curriculum with no support behind it. Uh, that's probably is part that, of it, That's yeah. my guess, right? Yeah, there's, there, there's going to be a, yeah that and or the funding behind it. But there is a lot of, as we've done this what for what seems like 18,000 years now, but it's only been a few months, a lot of these bills are put up to start that conversation. Right, right. right. And this, and this, is, this, is based, this bill was based on a task force from a previous legislation when there was a resolve in a previous year that created a computer science task force. And this bill is a result of that task force. So I, I think that there's potential that the, the committee could be like, all right, yeah, you did your job. You've convinced us it needs to happen. Maybe we'll go forward with it. Maybe we have to start the process here to put these into play. But I don't know how the divided report came out. We'll have to find that out on a future pod. Yeah, I'm... I'm I'm constantly reading, checking, and trying to find out how that happened, but I really wish they were better at updating the website with that stuff. So since we've been having this conversation, Matt has hit refresh like eight times just to see. That's what I'm constantly doing. I don't know if if that click is coming through. 
um, that's me refreshing because I literally have nothing better to do at the moment. Uh, again, not a Friday, so we're not working. So let's go to the next one. LD1425. Again, longest title in the world here. An oh, act to maintain the integrity of the Department of Education by prohibiting its promotion of policies and practices that are not based on rigorous peer review and analysis, comma, limiting acceptance of private funding and implementing and influencing state policy and retaining the home rule powers to school administrative units. Nicely done. Boy, oh, I almost ran out of steam there. You, 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 you kind of ran out of, it, was, it was good. You got, the, you got through it, though. So not a lot of testimony on this because I no. think people are actually still just trying to uh, figure out what the title means. Right. Uh, and Representative Sampson, uh, in her uh, presenting of this, says, quote, there is no shortened version of the title, unfortunately. I would simply restate this title as an act to restore integrity to the Department of Education. Right. And that, How did that go? That did not. I listened to this, mm-hmm. and that did not go well. Snap. Um, there was a whole thing that like uh, Representative Corn, Cornfield came out and said, you know, I just don't like this title, first of all. I don't, I don't like most of this bill, but the title just says to, to maintain the integrity. That, that makes the assumption that you think they don't have the integrity, don't have integrity. And that's just, that's just, that's just rude, basically. And she was like, nice. she was like this is just, I, I, no, so I'm not going to support this bill for, for a lot of reasons, but the title, come on. Come on. Title's a little crazy. The, ti- the title's crazy. Title's a little um, crazy. This, for those of you uh, paying attention at home, this was the one that basically said, hey, uh, New England Secondary Schools co- uh, Consortium, nope, we're not part of you anymore. And any, you know, you can't, the DOE can't contract or accept funding from private entities to implement state policies, et cetera. And just about everybody, every organization came who was there said, no, please don't do this. Except... Except the Maine Heritage Policy Center. What? That 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 doesn't seem that doesn't seem right for them. They, they seem out of left field kind of thing. Well, or right field. I they do say. like that. <laughs> nice. Thank you. <laughs> they do like that. Quote: This bill enshrines common sense education reforms into law to promote transparency, public accountability, and reinforce local control. Yeah. And one of the things we talked about when we yeah. previewed this one is also that. Uh, uh, what was it? Um, we said this is all about proficiency-based learning. This is all about Common Core. This is all about that. And it was brought up. It said, you know, hey, Representative Sampson, we know this is all about your hatred and loathing of proficiency-based learning and Common Core and all that stuff. And she's like, yeah, I pretty much don't like them. I don't like them. Yeah, I was, I was, I didn't hear it, but I read her testimony. Yeah, and it's very apparent. Yeah, that this was a. I don't like you. Right. Type tone. The whole thing. Even though a lot of it was, uh, she talks about the SAT at one point. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So, unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, I guess, I don't think this is going anywhere. But no, this this was a divided report, but, but I did, but I, but I did hear what this was because I, I missed the computer science that came before this, but it was a divided report and the majority report was ought not to pass and the minority report was ought to pass as amended. What was the amendment, Matt? The amendment changed the title. Nice. <laughs> That's all that it did. It said, well, yeah, the, the title was really long, so we want to change the title back to maintaining the integrity. Or, or, or they did get into a conversation, maybe we need to change the title of it to something else so it's not so incendiary against the DOE. But in the end, it d- didn't really matter. So they like the whole thing. Kind of like a certain show. I don't know which one I'm talking about, though. No anyway. idea. No wheel. <laughs> in the end, you know, the wheel endures. 
Moving on to the next one is LD1521, an act to expand skill development opportunities for Maine youth. Yep. How'd this one do, Matt? So this one was interesting, but I remember us talking about this to begin with, that uh, basically it de- uh, develops, uh, the DOE would develop an internship program for students who are 23 or younger. Mm-hmm. It authorizes participants to do a whole number of things went from A to I. And so we're thinking, you know, there's too, just too much stuff. So people are going to be all over the place focusing on different things. And there was a decent amount of testimony here. Yeah, not bad. And it's pretty much what they said. The, the, the people in favor were like, yeah, this is all good stuff. And the people who were against it saying, we're not really against it, but there's way too much in here. Right. It needs to be pared down a bit. It right. needs to think about what this means, especially about the waging part when they talked about like a uh, – Oh, what was it? It was, a, it was the, the the federal minimum wage, where the, oh, the, the a variable wage rate, a variable wage rate, right? And so there was a, there's a difference between what they were recommending in this bill of a federal federal minimum wage, which was what like seven fifty, yeah, right. But the main minimum wage is over ten dollars, yeah. So where there, does that go? So where does that go? What how does that affect it? And you know, we want to make sure that our our kids are getting the the main minimum wage, not just the federal, and then all this other stuff about funding that just that kind of, you know, peel that curtain back and all of a sudden there was a whole mess behind there of other stuff that was not considered. But here's the interesting part. It did not go out to a report. They just decided to carry over. It's been carried over? We're going to keep talking about yep. it. Yep. I knew it was tabled. I don't know if it was going to be carried yep. over. I saw it was carryover. Uh, and actually oh, great. reading uh, Senator Kiem of Oxford uh, asked for it to be carried over because I think he, re- he or she, I'm sorry, uh, realized as they were presenting it says, I would prefer if this bill carries over because I realize there's a lot of stuff in here. And all the testimony says, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in here. So th- it's a good idea. That's that's really wise, and that's really smart of them to say, that, you know, we don't want to just kill this and have to start all over again. But exactly. let's let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater. Let's, let's not kill the bill. Let's figure out what we can actually make work from this if we all think— Generally speaking, there was no testimony against the whole idea and the concept. Not at all. But it was all about the details. And so let's work out the details then. I think that's great. I think that's great too. Let's go to the next one. It's LD 1593, which is an act to support infrastructure improvements in schools. Some of these were the after deadline. That's right. It's infrastructure week again. It is. Uh, We have that every time that news happens. So uh, this one basically changes uh, uh, some improvements at SAU's. And something about the contract of less than $2.5 million. And honest to God, I didn't understand it then. <laughs> I don't. And after reading the testimony, I still don't. You're still lo- I'm still lost. But, I mean, I don't even, like, usually I feel comfortable talking really about anything because I can make stuff up. And <laughs> I don't even know where to start on this stuff. Right. I, I, don't, I don't even understand it. The, the testimony was, was, was really interesting. I still don't really understand yeah. it. The I'm... process behind it killed me. Uh, but they yeah. apparently liked it. It's ought to pass as amended. They they did. I mean, Representative Brennan uh, said in his testimony, quote, the goal of this legislation is to provide school districts with greater financial flexibility to make necessary improvements and renovations, especially en- energy conservation projects, conservation projects, excuse me, energy use by schools, especially older schools, is a major expense. And if improvements are made in energy efficiency, the savings can be astounding. And then it removes a requirement of the, that an agreement with an energy service must have a total contract. And then that's where it started. I started to get lost once we start getting into contracts. And if you have this X amount of dollars and then you lose this much, and so I'm like, I, I don't know. But if we want to save districts money and do better with terms of energy com- conservation, I'm in. 
So as we talked about last time in the preview, it connects right to the next one, which is LD 1618, which was an act to authorize career and tech education regions to enter into energy conservation performance contracts for school facilities. And mm -hmm. all this did was basically say that if you're a, a vocational region, you have the same power as a school administrative unit to improve your buildings, right? which you, they didn't before. So this one went ought not to pass. Right. And the reason is, is because it basically talked about the exact same language as the last bill. So I am assuming, I don't know this for sure, but I am assuming that the amended part for the other one involved this also. Take so it. they combined it into one bill, sure. killed this one, amended the other one. So now you got both ideas into one because this one to me was the easy one. And I actually, when I was reviewing the testimony, I read this one first. It was like, how can I say ought not to pass? Even the minimal testimony was all like, yeah, yes, please. we just missed this one. And it makes total sense. Right. And then I saw the ought not to pass. And I was like, oh, what's going on? Then read the next one. And it was like, eh, that's what's going on. There it is. Because they do that all the time. So. They do. So that was the 10th. That was May 10th. That was Friday. So we're done working. And we went into the next week, which wasn't a Friday. So we got to you know sit around and uh, watch Netflix documentaries. Yeah, nothing else happening on weekends these these last few weeks. Nothing, especially in terms of you know high quality television. Uh, very true. <laughs> so There's some some highly mediocre television some at times. Highly mediocre television was happening over the last few weekends. Uh, so the next day was May thirteenth. Yeah. Which was Monday? Was that the Monday the thirteenth? I believe it was Monday the thirteenth. Monday the thirteenth. We had. Four bills to talk about, um, and then a couple more on the 15th. So the first right. one, they start out with LD 1376, which is an act to direct the Department of Education to amend its rules to ensure that physical restraint and seclusion policies are followed for special education students and make biennial reports on the use of physical restraint and seclusion. Yeah, this was hard to listen to. Didn't see this one coming at all, right, for being controversial? No. This was this was really hard because you hear – because with, with, with uh, bills like this – you get the stories, and yeah. you get you get the personal stories because yeah. you know as we've said before, these bills are here for a reason. You know, either one, someone has a political agenda, but also with something like this, something has happened somewhere, mm -hmm. and this is where you start hearing the stories. And when we did, I believe the preview for this, it was where actually a, a, a headline came through on my computer that said, you know, here are the numbers in terms of seclusions and restraints, and it had gone from fourteen thousand. And in five years, went up to 20,000. And so they talked about these huge jumps and increases in restraints and seclusions. And then some of the horror stories about some of the rooms and the situations. Yeah, just painful stuff. Painful, painful we stuff. We talked about it a lot during the, uh, the violence of teachers ones. Right. Um, and it's, you know, so when something happens like this one, I like to go and read the testimony of the person who presented it, which mm -hmm. was Representative Farnsworth of Portland, who's on the committee. Um, and he's always very thoughtful. And he's talking about uh, well aware of some of the coverage of the, the horrific things that happened, as you just mentioned, Matt. Mm -hmm. And was hoping that this would make, uh, make this more of a transparent issue to the public. Right. Uh, he says in closing you know, on his testimony, quote, the intention of this bill is to focus attention on this matter and to raise the bar of transparency on reporting these incidents so that the policymakers and the department can work together to reverse the trend and also to make every effort to avoid these methods in managing the classroom and the children for whom we should be providing a positive educational experience. Absolutely. 
Absolutely, and that's what a lot of the you know? some of the a lot of the testimony from some of the organizations, like uh, MadSec and whatnot, said things like, "Hey, you, this is an absolute last resort, and this is part of what our training is all about. It is yep. an absolute last resort." Um, and there were folks who were saying, "Absolutely, get rid of these 100 percent." I remember listening to one person saying, "If I had my way, there would be no seclusion and no restraint happening in schools at any time." And there are some other folks who were like, "Yeah, but." Sometimes these kids get into situations, and whether they're special education or not, right. they just start throwing things. And, I mean, I know of a situation um, that I personally know about where a teacher had her arm broken mm-hmm. th- th- because a student threw a desk at her. Yeah. And that's where you know other people are now endangered, which, is, which I think were some of the arguments f- to keep this, which was some of the, the, the challenge against this testimony, which was going to make it that much more dangerous and litigious in a lot of ways, yeah. to to uh, when districts have to go and kids have to go to that last resort. Yeah, some of the language in this one was well that people didn't really like as much because it made it more restrictive than the federal law now. Right, and a lot more paperwork and a lot. It talked a lot about due process, which is a very uh, legal issue, and it provided more options um, for parents to sue, mm-hmm. which would make this a very very expensive bill while doing all the things you just said about we're trying to reduce this as much as possible. Right. But there's bigger issues. Uh, this one has not gone to work session yet as of day of taping, uh, so we don't have any reports on that one yet, but no, that should ske- be sometime this week. Scheduled for May 23rd. Okay, so that would 2019. be two days from right now as we're recording. That's right. Did math in my head. That's, that's the maths. That's the maths. Uh, the next one, well, this one was an easy one. <laughs> Uh, 1607, an act to create the Department of Early Care and Learning. I could pretty much see all the testimony beforehand because they're creating a brand-new executive-level department for the state. And I thought this this part was really good. Uh, Who's the person that that opened this? I forgot my... uh... It was was Senator Millett. Oh, Senator Millett. Okay, so Senator Millett says that it is not my intent to create a brand-new department. It's basically splitting the DOE... Into, into multiple pieces, basically. My intention is not to hire new people. We already have the people. We're just creating a department to make it more so, apparent. So we're not going to create a de- we're not creating a new department. However, we're just going to take all these new, these people who already exist and repurpose them into this other area with completely new titles and completely new specific job purposes. To make transparent that we really care about early childhood development. Right, which, yeah. So that, but it's not a new department. It's gonna, it's gonna make a new department. Yeah, we'll have a new commissioner yeah, and everything, yeah. but uh, we're not gonna hire brand new people. We yeah, already have the people. We're just gonna. It puts a focus. I like focus. I do too. I like focus, well, but we we don't do very well at it. But we like us. Focus. Oh God, no, no. We are all over the map all the time. All the time, like the all over that map of what's that Westeros? I can't see it anymore. It's rubble. It, it's it, it's rubble. What's west of Westeros? Uh, we already have that, right? I heard someone on, online it's say, Dolores. what's west of Westeros? It's Dolores and the Robots. Westworld. Hmm. Hello. <laughs> There's Arya right there saying, hmm. So this one has actually been tabled. Yeah, it's been tabled because they, well, they they said a couple things for this one. Uh, one, it was, this is huge. This, yeah. is, this is a really big thing. Hey, and we, let's create a department in May of the session. Right. We, we need to talk about this more. But they also said, hey, you know what? Coming up on like 
May 21st or so, we're hearing this bill about CDS, and this might have something to do with that. So why don't we just wait to go through that? Because that seems to be a bigger, more comprehensive bill. So we'll see what happens as a result of that. So they, they, they pushed this one. They punted this the next session. Nothing wrong with that. This time of year, as you said before, they're going to see a lot of this one. Yep. Last one of the day uh, for the 13th is LD 1641, an act to strengthen the school transportation workforce. Uh, this one was interesting because I didn't really get it beforehand. Uh, as a reminder, this bill allowed public school bus drivers to collect unemployment over the summer. Also creates a fund to award grants to school units for training between academic years. Mm -hmm. And some of the testimony was uh, the people who work for the private bus companies can't apply for unemployment. Right. But the ones, the school districts that own their buses, they can't do that for some reason. And this kind of just matches them up. Yeah. and it, it, Which it, I didn't know. I didn't know either. And it really helped. And apparently, it, I think anything that we can help to... To reduce the the bus driver shortage, I mean, there was a there was a horror story that was in this in the in the testimony about mm. about a school that had to close down, you know, not be open for a day or so, be, or however long it was, because there were literally no bus drivers. It's so that's like that's the reason why you had to close school, and now you have to go into like July because a couple of days you couldn't have bus drivers. That's 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 no good. That was no good. So uh, so yeah, ought to pass as yeah. amended. So on the fifteenth, let's go to the fifteenth. Oh no, let's go this one. I didn't print this one out. So yeah. let me let me see this one. It's LD sixteen thirty eight, an act to provide for gubernatorial appointments to the Maine Charter School Commission. I was trying to be gubernatorial. Arnold gubernatorial. <laughs> governor. The governor. I'm the governor. It's I'm infrastructure. <laughs> infrastructure week. Governor Schwarzenegger. Didn't we talk something earlier, like five minutes ago, about focus? Yes, we did. Not doing so well. Not so, doing so well. This one I didn't print out because there were literally sixty-eight pieces of testimony. I know it was it was ridiculous. And you listened to some of this. I, I did, and I read a bunch of the testimony. And let me tell you, there are two things that I've noticed this session that brings people out of the woodworks. One, any mention of the word immunization or vaccinations still going on, still happening. Two, any mention of the word charter schools. Yeah. If you mention anything about charter schools, they circle the wagons, and then you're going to just get a whole bombarded because a lot of the testimony was about, We're, we love our charter school. It changed a life. And like, that's not what this is about. This is, a, this is not about your love of charter schools. It's not getting rid of charter schools. It's not adding more charter schools. It's nothing to do with the value of a charter school. This is about gubernatorial appointments. And that's the, it. That's it. And a lot of the discussion um, on the side who was, at least during the, during the work session, when I listened uh, to that recently, was, um, yeah, you know, many other, like the Charter School Commission, or the commission isn't that special of a commission. It's a, right, every other commission, yet it has these special rules for appointments. Mm -hmm. Maybe it should be in line with all of the other Ones. Makes, makes perfect sense. And that's where we were. We, one of the things we were discussing in the last time we talked about this is, is it, is, it, is it held to a different standard? Well, apparently it was. But some of the folks who don't like this, um, this particular bill or idea, were like, well, no, 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 no. We want to have people in there who know the stuff about charter schools. We want people who know these things. And we want to be able to appoint the people who, who have these great ideas. And, and, and the rest of the committee was like, yeah, but that's no different than any other committee. Mm -hmm. So why would this one be any different, you know? And so, well, then can we bring the people before our committee and vet them and do like the whole Senate confirmation process? And no, 
not no. But man, you could get on public access television that way because everybody watches it. It's like C-SPAN, but just for localized main stuff. M-SPAN. Oh, you could make <laughs> you could make M-SPAN, but it could be Matt-SPAN. Oh, we, and, you and know what? We have a video. Chat. So now we're gonna have a live stream of us doing this nonsense. Never mind. <laughs> I like this. This is a great idea. Now I'm all for this. Do we really want to peel back the curtain that much as we're like, as we look to each other during these things, like, I have no idea what to say next or I, where are we going? I don't know. Yeah, but the, to, to, for people to see our lack of but preparation. We could, do it, we could do it and look in the camera at the same time, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't get, I don't get the money stuff. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. We could do a lot of those cut, those cut to us, cut away. that, we just practice that. We're looking at a camera we and we're like, eh, <laughs> we looked at my, my Star so, Wars poster here. We're like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's that is very true. We did. Um, anyway, uh, LD sixteen thirty eight. Focus, focus. Gumadatorial appointments. Uh, left committee as a divided report. Yeah, shocker. And it left as a divided report. Uh, the majority was uh, ought to pass, and the minority was ought not to pass. So let's go to the last two on the fifteenth. Uh, the first one is LD six eighty five, an act to amend the laws governing the main school for marine science, technology, transportation, and engineering. Oh, th- yeah, this was, a, this was a fun one. So I know that we we talk about these and we preview these, right? Yes, we do. So I'm reading the testimony and I'm like, I don't, I don't remember an act to amend the laws doing it. I don't remember this. So I printed that one out and looked at it and all it's got is bills a concept draft. Yes. I'm like, oh, no wonder. That took five seconds. We're like, man, I got nothing. It's got a, a decent amount of testimony for this one for well, being absolutely nothing well what happened was it is that they changed it from a concept draft to become a real thing exactly to actually make it something where this particular one special school gets an additional ten thousand dollars or something per year just because of existence just because they're there not ten thousand matt what was it i'm sorry fifty thousand fifty thousand i'm sorry i was only a a, we want to fund a a fraction somewhere that would aid the school in establishing agreements with a wide variety of institutions for the purpose of building real world pathways in the workplace kind of like a community partner it would be kind of like a community partner, which are, which are, it's important to have community partners. It is. Unfortunately, it was very, very, very specific to this one particular it, school. It was. And so that what, they, what they said, so along with EPS and all the other things that you get from a, as, a, as a district, as a school, what? You now get an additional 50 grand just because of marine and science and technology? What's that about? Water. And yeah, That is true. On not to pass. Yeah. They're, they're, you dead. Are we going to go with that one? I think we kind of have to. All right, Matt's going to go on for a rant here. Uh, I'm not going to go off on a really rant, but there's, there's, I did, I did learn something. Was it about horses? Believe it or not, for the uh, act to amend the laws governing Maine School Marine Science, Technology, Transportation, and Engineering, I learned something about horses. Anything about shoes? I learned something that in Title 17, which is crimes, Chapter 59, fraud and false pretenses, subchapter 1, general provisions, subsection 1611. Everybody go look that up right now. Right. Uh, there's a whole thing about disguising horses in premium shows. Did you, did, I, I did not know that this was actually a thing. So This is a real section of law. This is a real section of main law. What's the title of it? Uh, disguising horses in premium shows. I'm still not 100% sure what that means, but I'm sure what you're about to say next is going to totally clear this up. So, remember, we're, we're, we're focusing on LD 685, an act to amend the laws governing the main school for marine science, technology, transportation. Maybe that's where the horses come in. Transportation. 
But the only thing I know about horses and marines are the Dothraki can't cross the sea. They 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 can if they have ships. Mm, okay. The big wooden horses. Now I'm now I'm getting where this testimony's right? going. So 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 there, there, a piece of testimony came out and it said this. Quote. For each quote, they're not ready. Unquote. Testimony offered. Lease submit legislative intent to shoe of following and Lord's Day contracts to be ready of discomfort before affording humans a chance for insurance and survival, subsection 1611, disguising horses in premium shows, and then it goes and it says verbatim the actual statute, hmm. which I, apparently there are horses that are being painted or disguised in terms of races. And so this is testimony, again, um, I'm not sure if I was in support opposed or neither for nor against an act to amend laws governing main school for marine science I'm going to clearly say that as neither for nor against it clearly <laughs> just for your information so I, I would highly suggest you go out and look up the, the law for disguising horses in premium uh, premium shows um, because yeah good times and one thing we also learned yeah we, I was gonna say go for we it we got something else here so we kind of looked up to see whether what was going on here? So what we, is happening? we had to look up about Lord's Day contracts. It says and Lord's Day contracts. What so, is that? So I googled in quotation marks Lord's Day contracts, and the first thing that came up were the main revised statutes. Oh boy, there's actually something in the main revised statutes about Lord's Day contracts. There, there actually is. There what, was. Uh, what have you got? Again, Title 16, Court Procedure and Evidence, Chapter 3, Records and Other Documents, Subchapter 1, Subsection 353, 1, Avoidance of Lord's Day contracts, Restoration of Consideration and Torts on Lord's Day. That was repealed um, back in 1979. Ah. However, Uh-oh. that was sec- Subsection 353. Subsection 353 a Uh-oh. contracts and torts on Lord's Day. Quote, no deed, contract, receipt, or other instrument and writing shall be voidable only because it was made, executed, dated, or delivered on the Lord's Day. Title 17, Chapter 105, relating to the observance of the Lord's Day, shall not affect the rights or remedy of either party in any action for a tort or injury suffered on that day. So we learned about painting horses and Lord's Day, if nothing else. From this testimony on the Marine School, the School for Marine Science, Technology, and Engineering. There is so much in the main law that we didn't know. I know. Lord's Day contracts were Lord's not Day. high on my list. But if I become a legislator, you know I'm putting that in there. Our live audience is agreeing with what we're saying yeah, here. Yeah, we, we have a live audience. It's we, a, we do. It's like a pod crossover. It, it, it is. This is. This is. Oh, no, no. I'm not a big fan of crossovers. <laughs> But download, don't listen. I thought you liked the crossovers because someone's on their way to Westworld. Well, I wouldn't say that's a crossover. I think that's kind of a... What? Exactly. <laughs> it's a what. We don't know what it is, and I can't wait to find out. Let's go to the next last two. Uh, the first one is LD721, an act to encourage public participation in school board meetings. This was fascinating. This was cool because I got to read school law news. Yeah. Um, I was actually listening to this, and I got a 
got a message from from from, from a very excellent educator and educational professional out there um, who's a who, who's a big fan of our podcast as a matter of fact and is a big proponent of our podcast and and thank you very much as they should be as, as everyone should you. be hello you know. Um, and said they keep referencing this article. What is this article about? And uh, we look, and I looked. We looked it up and found not only found one, but I found three articles regarding public participation at school board meetings. Okay. And bottom line, what it what they all basically come down to is they say, well, let me just read some of them. Okay. So this is from the spring 2002 issue of the School Law Advisory, number 379, that boards should carefully consider limits on public comment. Quote, Maine's Freedom of Access Law defines a school board meeting as a public proceeding. This means that meetings of a school board must be held in public. It does not mean that school board meetings must be meetings of the public. School board meetings, however, are not town meetings. School board meetings are open to the public, and the public is permitted to attend. Members of the public, however, have no legally established right to participate in school board meetings any more than they have a right to participate in proceedings held in public by our state legislator, the U.S. Congress, or our courts. Instead, a school board is free within the framework of its own school system and its own policies and political considerations to permit, encourage, or to discourage and limit public participation to any degree it wishes. That was in 2002. You have more. Then there was one in 2005. The 2005 issue, School Law Advisory. Number 484, Public Participation at School Board Meetings. How to Avoid Legal Political Mistakes. So it's important to understand the following principle stated by the Supreme Court. Quote, the school committee acts as a public board. It in no sense, this is in italics, it in no sense represents the town. What? The school, I'll repeat that. The school committee acts as a public board. In italics, it in no sense represents the town. Its members are chosen by voters of the town, but after election, they are public officers deriving their authority from the law and responsible to the state for the good faith and rectitude of their acts. A school board is not a representative body like the state legislature or Congress. Its members are chosen by voters, but its duty is to oversee public education in the manner prescribed by state statutes and not solely to effectuate the actual or perceived will of the local voters. Which is admittedly very confusing for people. You think? So uh, we hear all the time, uh, both of us former school board members that, uh, you know, basically I pay your salary, that sort of thing. I'm like, well, A, it's 25 bucks a month. So it's We really voted for you. you. We tell you what to do. Well, yeah. well, no, you don't, actually. No, it's like we're supposed, as school board members, we're supposed to follow the laws and make sure it's being run legally. Correct. And basically, there are exactly what school boards can and can't do. That are defined in law, mm -hmm. and there's like what 11 things or 13 things something or something, like that. and that's what you have control over. Uh, but it's not; it's it's very different, and it's very confusing. And what Matt read there was a little bit about uh, the main Supreme Court uh, opinions, and over you know decades at this point. Mm -hmm. And this bill would okay. Let me see specifically, and then I have an awesome piece of testimony. Uh, it requires you to have public comment. Right. But At it also says nothing restricts the school board from establishing reasonable standards, including time limits and conduct standards. And, that, and, that, and that's all. And that would allow it, which doesn't seem that difficult, but I get what the law thing is, but I'm sure that blew up because it's May and people are tired. <laughs> so 
some of the testimony here was like, why don't we have public comment? Why, right. Why can't we have public comment? And so MSMA comes out and says, yeah, we don't want this bill because we don't really need to. We have right. 91 districts that responded to a survey. 87 said yes, that we have a public comment period. That's 95% for you keeping track at home. That's pretty, that's pretty good. Yep. In public comment, to be honest, the last time we had public comment to one of our school board meetings in, in RSU2, we might have had two a, two a year ah. that people actually show up to, other than the budget meeting, which doesn't count. Right. A regular, normal board meeting, maybe two people twice a year, maybe. Yeah, I'm a school board member in MS8075. It's been a bit different the last year or two. Also true. <laughs> it depends where you are. It does in, depend in on some, where you sometimes are. Sometimes the more contentious places or contentious issues people will flock out but in right. general on a normal month nobody shuts absolutely and that's what it is so so this one actually i'm trying to look here was uh ought to pass as ought to pass i th- no, i think this was a divided oh, no, no, report i'm looking at the wrong one this, this is a divided, divided report i'm looking at the next one i'm sorry just gave it away spoiler alert <laughs> spoiler alert. next one is ought to pass uh is a divider report but the msma testimony was you know pretty typical but i just want to make fun of them a little bit because that's what we do we kind of do so they they send out a survey uh and the question is for regular school board meetings is public comment regularly included on your agenda as we just said 87 of 92 said yeah we do right the next page that's in the written testimony uh district name parentheses this information will not be reported out but will provide geographic representation for survey results and then proceeded to list every single darn district yeah. that responded. Yeah. So remember how there was that act to prevent I've been f- food shaming? They, this was a, they, 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 there should be an act to prevent uh, district uh, public participation in school board meetings shaming. Just watch what you to do sometimes. You know, it's important, I think, as we read all this testimony, all the like little errors that can be avoided. Yeah. It I, happens. I, I will. I, I will say this too. It's just a matter with. with I, I. 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 I think this is a very important part of the the difference of a school board member. They need to be held to a different standard than a legislature, legislator, or a senator, or mm-hmm. any person in that elected government, because those folks are subject to uh, special interests and to any kind of those kind of lobbying, whereas school board members are not supposed to be. We just look at. The, we just just the facts, man. Kind of a thing. Supposed to be. Supposed to be. Yep. But, again, admittedly very confusing. It is very confusing. Let's go to our last one of the 15th. And our last one that has testimony as of right this very second as time of recording. This will be our final one. There will be one more as we do a no, public hearing preview, of course. The LD 1700, uh, a resolve to promote the inclusion of African-American history and culture in the curricular offerings of school administrative units. Uh, not a lot of testimony. Um, maybe it's because the end of the year, but this uh, you know, is a half dozen, a little bit more than that one. Uh, this straight ought to pass. Straight ought to pass. There was a lot of discussion about this. Then they took a caucus for a few minutes and said, oh, basically my opinion, my two cents was that they kept coming. They were talking all about this stuff, but whether it's curriculum environment, curriculum, adding these things, adding other stuff. And then they said, oh, yeah, it's a resolve. Well, that was part it's of it. It's just a resolve. Because I got to the MSA one, MSMA one, excuse me, and they usually testify against any mandatory curriculum stuff. Right. And it said testimony in support of LD seventeen hundred. It's like, oh, that's really strange. Uh, you know, blah blah blah. As a side note, 
We applaud how this bill was drafted to avoid a curriculum mandate on public schools, so we're not compelled to oppose something we think is a good idea. The mandate's on the department, and the, the department, again, is supposed to go out and find the resources and develop a curriculum for schools to use. You're right. If they want. It would be a lot harder to find those curriculum if they were painted. Yeah, but... Or disguised. If they were in the ocean, maybe it would be wet enough that they could just spot it floating on top. I'm not May- really sure. I, I, you know I, what? Let's throw $50,000 at it to see if we can find this why answer. Not? Why not? So that one went through pretty quick, and actually that is the end of our of our pod here. It's the end of our pod, and, and if you learn nothing else, that it's illegal to disguise horses in premium shows and that there is a thing called the Lord's Day in tort law in Maine. Uh, but if you want to find out more about our shenanigans or what's going on, not our shenanigans, actually it's the Education Cultural Affairs Committee's shenanigans. You're listening to our shenanigans. You're listening to our shenanigans. Uh, go on to follow us on Twitter, Maine Ed Matters, or on Facebook, Maine Education Matters. You'll see our spreadsheet that's constantly being or continuously being updated with all of the stuff happening there, up there, down there, over there in Augusta. And if you can, while you're out there surfing those interwebs, give us a rate and review on iTunes. We would certainly appreciate it. Do it. Do it now. Do it now. And enjoy your horses and premium shows as long as they're not disguised. Can't end any better than that. Bye. Bye.